Krishna, it's my honor and privilege to welcome you to a BW Education Wednesday Wisdom. Today, we definitely have a wise person to, with whom we will be having a conversation. He's a social entrepreneur. He's a bookseller. He's a change maker. He's an educationist. He's an education leader and now an author. So let me welcome Mr. Sandeep Dutt, who in his past life has been, um, you know, an evangelist for books. His work around the International Youth Prize was widely acknowledged and acclaimed. He just written a book um, called My Good School. And what a good school should be. What is the objectives of schooling? What is the objectives of learning? And he's a school coach. That's the first time I've met a school coach, so to say. But he makes sure that he's able to coach educationists to be able to coach everybody else to do well. So welcome, Mr. Sandeep Dutt, for talking to BW Education. Uh, first of all, first of all, I'd like to know from you. We'll come to your book, uh, The Good School. I know William Bissell in the uh, in the introduction writes that you are a lifelong learner. You're a lifelong <laughs> student, and uh, you practice the good school in the way you live. But c- coming to you, how have been the last ten months for you personally and professionally? I don't know. I think they were the best ten months of my life. I couldn't have had a better year in the year than this. having traveled virtually 35 years from corner to corner in search of the self i think the last one year honestly if you ask me i finally figured out why we are here as human beings and that for me was a very valuable insightful experience yes it's a coincidence that the book came out in this time span where i sat peacefully and i was able to actually complete it the book which started in 212 actually had to come out in covid times that's just it's just timing nothing else because we signed up with the publishers at least a year and a half back yes last year was good from three ways one we realized that we have to live peacefully with the current environment the conflict between human being and environment that came across second we realized how much you miss each other i have not met you for so much time so we realize that we often in our life take some relationships for granted which we should not so that was the second thing and third it was an opportunity to actually innovate design and rethink as to how we should learn and that perhaps was what i was really looking forward to sometimes in our quest of travel and going to places and actually going physically chasing brick and mortar we don't sit down and think so you could wear a thinking hat and actually enjoy the year and that's the best part of the year thank you for being so candid sandeep and i know that um, you know you have a purpose in life you always had maybe that's become even more crystal clear and got reinforced and you're right um, you know we take a lot of relationships and not only relationships a lot of ways of being for granted but i think the last 10 months made us that we can't take anything for granted we must value what we have and express gratitude for what we have now let me come to the book how did the idea of the book come about and i'd like you to show our readers a copy of the book uh, coming from the author it's called Absolutely. my my good school see uh, you see the beautiful school on the book yes that, that's the beauty i mean the cover design itself is a story in itself right so the book really was thought of long back and this is not my first book this is my book number 4 yeah. so this quest for my good school started 
way back about 30 years back and you perhaps know and i think most viewers would know that despite the fact it is not my profession it's actually my book it's actually my passion so schooling for me has never been on the forefront of my career and livelihood but i've always followed schools tracked them and tried to understand from a school's biography point of view ki main school kyon hu so i thought to myself that main school ban ke dekhu aur sochu ki main kyon aaya is duniya mein so it's metaphorical so when i thought that main school ban ke kyon aaya logon ke liye that's the story i thought let me ask the school ki main acha kyon har ek ki ichha hoti hai ki mera school acha hai main acha kyon hu so i was trying to find that out and that's why in 1998 i came out first with my book called good schools of india where i traveled across the country and i visited over 300 schools just to find out what makes them stand apart and what they have to offer after that book i said okay let me zero in on the schooling capital of india i did a book on dehradun schools now those books were basically factopedias they were the quest for knowledge or they were the googling of my mind system where i thought let me connect as to what makes a school and then finally when i started my uh, i should say leadership position with the international award for young which you mentioned here and i traveled across the world i realized that there is something more to the school than the school show in brick and mortar why are relationships important in school what does the school have for each one of us and that's why this quest for the book called my good school began so my good school really is a school story the school telling you why do i have a school bell why do i have an assembly in school what is the role of a child in a school what is the role of a parent in a school what is the role of various things you see around in school for granted why do you have a syllabus in school what is the curriculum of a school so school is telling you why you have all these things i hope that helps anurag absolutely uh, you know the your life is about passion this book is about passion and the learnings that we can have from that now of course when you write a book uh, there are many chapters right from you know what is the purpose of a school uh, so give us you know purpose for everyone is very important why do i run a media company uh, why do i do what i do why am i doing this conversation so tell us uh, give us which one is your favorite chapter and why and give us a peek for our viewers and our readers what give us a peek into the book you know actually i owe a lot of gratitude for this book to the publisher who thought so deeply into it and to editorial team i had written random thoughts and chapters when i traveled to the school and my writing point i may want to mention here is at the bottom of the aravalli is near the ranakpur temple where i used to write chapters every month so i wrote this book chapter by chapter and every chapter is a story in itself and the location is the very fabled pavindia school so whenever i used to go spend my one month there trying sorry one week every month there trying to figure out what makes into going of a school that's why i wrote the chapters so first thing i wanted to address was why go to school that's where the whole story started and my editors kindly helped me in a very nice way they said let us do the book in four sections what why and how of teaching i mean why do you have teaching that was the first question we wanted to answer second how do you redefine education and learning that's what we are all talking about so it's also timely and third what are the lessons for life we take across from a school because that's the most important part 
and last but not the least what is school leadership so that's the very pragmatic way of putting it across it's very different it's very unique and to take things further i think for me the most important part of the finders that the principal is a chief learning leader in our business world you talk of ceo you talk of coo you have all the cs and the es and the os you use but i thought there's something in a school you can't use the word ceo in a school so when a principal in a school epitomizes as a chief learning leader or a cal that school transforms so my quest of finding out what a school is what a school does and how a school does that's what the story of the book is okay sandeep now because i know you as an individual now you've been um, you know you were born in books so to say around books in, you know luckily your family had an association with the legendary english book depot in dehradun uh, you went to a school which is you know again venerable uh, then you built a book retailing business that you sold off uh, and then you in the last 10 years you given back in the way of uh, nurturing this uh, beautiful school called the uh, fab cafe school you know the fab india school uh, i I got too much to Fab Cafe, so I called it Fab Cafe. <laughs> but I mean, Fab the cafe has a connection with the school. I shared yes. that the sabzi yes. of the school perhaps come from the uh, cafe, come from the backyard of the school. <laughs> yes. So, you know, uh, I just want to know that when you talk about your learnings in this book, uh, what is the imprint the school has had on you, and hence in the book? And give us a to our readers and viewers, tell us a. little bit about this uh, fab india school that you have nurtured for so many years yeah perhaps uh, across the world having traveled everywhere there's only one change maker school i would like to write my epitaph at so when i write down i should say that i slept here or i sleep here where my heart lies and that will be at this little school in a village called bali in rajasthan the school is very interesting it has roughly 14 acres of land and from 14 acres 8 acres is a forest so when the piece of land was bought way back in the 1990s they bought a piece of land for 19000 for a princely sum where mr william bissell put in everything he had borrowed and actually bought that piece of land and he had come to india from westland university in us in his woodstock days ki mai bhi zindagi mein kuch karunga so he had gone there trying to make a trust where he wanted to work with artisans and make mojeries the juthis so juthis did not happen but he actually got thinking had sorted out where the artisan said aap mari betiyon ke liye ek school bana do aur wahan us school mein angrezi honi chahiye so that's where the story starts and this arid piece of land was bought and today this arid piece of land has a forest and the beautiful part of the forest is it harvests water for us we are we have water from our own wells we don't have pipe water to the school beyond that we use solar light so today you're talking of solar energy the school has been using solar light for 20 to 20 years then beyond that because of the forest we have a fresh air we have solar light we got internet in about 2210 or 211 how we got it was we actually did a small aperture from the railway station so rail wire has been around for a long while so with rail wire we connected the school and we created a wifi campus now in this school there are three important things the most important thing which is a lesson for every school is that the stakeholders make a school 
now who are the stakeholders the stakeholders are first and foremost the community the local people where culture livelihood and everything of theirs matters around the school so the local people who are the parents they are the first stakeholders second stakeholders of course are the teachers of the school third stakeholders are the students and the fourth stakeholder is the management normally when you talk of schools you say the management has a stake in the school now this is a very funny concept because management feels that they are the stakeholder of the school but let me tell you management is only one quarter stakeholder of the school you may have invested in the asset but as far as stakeholders are concerned the terminology and the way the school works is different so first thing was we found that all stakeholders have to be involved everyone should feel this is our good school we are nurturing it second the school has to be in unison with the environment around it so in this school we had an audit for a green school from center of science they came and said that you should have a plastic bin one wet bin and one dry bin so i said i don't have litter i don't have wet litter and dry litter why should i have a plastic bin because in your green standards you are asking me to put a plastic bin so you can well understand the sensitivity behind the school why there is no litter because the children don't have a tuck shop they don't bring wrappers to school they bring food in their tiffins eat that and go home so the children have their own organic farm in the school so the school definitely has cross classrooms like a dose like a normal school it follows a cbse pattern with english as a medium but the interesting part of this unique school is that the classroom is not confined to the four walls and that is the second thing of the school classroom can never be confined to the four walls and why we say that because in school children do service skill sport and study and that's a good school and third the leadership of a school has to be with the local community you will say this is paradoxical that the investor has actually put in money how can the investor give the leadership away now if you look at the rte act and look at the way the government says it the school management committee should actually be operating the school while the owner and the trust should be only an asset custodian so the structure of the school in true sense is actually designed in such a way that the original trust is only an asset custodian while the operators is the local community and that's what we managed to set right in the school where the community decides what we should do how we should do and how we should actually make learning great fun for children a classic example today is in this school very close to the school they are growing vegetables now the the company which grows vegetables is an old boy of the school seven teachers out of which six are girls have come back to teach in the school so this is the beauty of that school where people actually nurture it they grow it and lot of our experiments and learnings come from the fab india school honestly the first my good school in the world was the fab india school and when i went to finland i thought they are telling us about a phenomena based learning the fab india school has been doing phenomena based learning for 20 years if you see our own culture today we are looking outside we are trying to import practices and curriculums but our guru shishya parampara was the best possible curriculum in the world and today we are actually going back and seeing that what can be learned for livelihood what can be heard for life skills now that is what the guru shishya parampara was so this idea of guru shishya parampara is very strong and there is a guru in the teacher there is a guru in the parent there is a guru in the child and there is a guru in the management so that's how we use a good school like the fab india school where all stakeholders are involved second the school is need blind 
so even if you don't have money you can go to the school one fourth of the children in the school don't pay the fees then you will say that their burden will fall on the other children no it's not that way they are paid from and endowed from an endowment fund which has been created specifically for them so when the school is need blind there will be diversity inclusion and belonging you will not be able to identify who is who and who comes from where and that's what makes a great country so if you have a school which is need blind which is providing for all children you don't differentiate with the community you build relationships and you learn from each other please stay with us we will be back after a quick commercial break beautiful i think um, i can say i grew up in in old gurgaon and i went to a convent school called our lady of fatima convent high school and i can say it was a good school uh, while i went to good institutions post that my 11 12th i did from a college and i topped the college then i went to an engineering school business school but i would say my school was the building block for whatever i have achieved in life for my spoken english for my written english for my value system for my exposure so schools are very important because they really kind of shape up the person you become in the subsequent years so clearly uh, my good school is a good uh, kind of a model for everyone to follow the fab india school is a good model for everyone to follow now let me change gears and you know you talk about you know education evolving now in the last 10 months there's been this talk of a hybrid model a physical plus online model uh right now we have a compulsion um, not to open schools i mean somewhere the schools have opened but not at most places so when we have a choice of either having a traditional old world school education uh, vis a vis a hybrid model what do you think will triumph in future what is needed how should education keep pace with the changes in the landscape post covid and i have a very interesting answer for this for me the hybrid model is learning beyond the syllabus so i'm going to answer it in a very different way you talk of hybrid when you're using technology and you're using infrastructure i'm saying something else that the how of schooling matters and the how is actually not dependent on the technology neither is it dependent on brick and mortar the how of a school is built around relationship first second how of a school is built on what i keep saying is deep rooted to the culture is deep rooted to the requirements of the community so if you look at the last one year we've had the opportunity to understand each other we we've, we've had time to actually spend with the people who matter around us that is the first part how does school start or how is a good school built the first thing a school does it actually offers you an experience from personal and social development point of view a child comes to school as an individual person but goes out as a social being now when you are transiting the school journey from an individual person to a school being yes you may have tools you may have infrastructure but net to net what matters is the relationships what matters is the teachers yes it does help if you have technology i'm not denying it but technology is not what provides you hybrid hybrid is where learning is student led where you have schooling experience which is actually tailor made for every child now that should be the hybrid learning now how does that hybrid learning happen every child is different every child's requirements are different every individual is unique 
some children are good in sport some are good in skills some are good in community activity and some are good in study now when we can use the current system let us say we built a digital school or let us look at the nios model which is the open school model where you should be only going to a board for assessment that too if you want it so now time has come to look at that model that you only use the national boards as assessing agencies and assess assessment will be optional because ultimately is learning in life that matters and learning will happen inside the school premises but even more outside the school premises yes you do talk of a hybrid model which perhaps indicates some form of e learning offline learning blended learning we are seeing lot many more terms but end of the day it's the human relationship that can use any of these tools to build learning so the role of humans will become more complex because you will require far more thinking in the new process because the challenge today is no one can answer this what will happen when the school will open tomorrow are we going to forget offline classes and go to online classes are we going to have only online classes or offline classes that's not the discussion answer to the question is very simple i'll put the question to you and to everyone are we in a position to offer the child a better learning experience and that's my good school the schools who have worked in such a way that the learning experience of a child becomes richer irrespective of any medium of learning that school will thrive if you look at historically you talk of examples of liberal education you'll talk of shanti niketan you'll talk of rishi valley you'll talk of my father's government school which he used to go to and i learned how to write from my father who was only 10th pass and who don't even go to school beyond class 10 so he taught me my grammar he taught me how to write so it clearly proves that you can learn from people way beyond you can learn from your syllabus and having people first in learning is more important you learn from your friend you learn from people around you you learn from your classmates much more you you learn from the bus driver who drives you to school you learn from the didi who is around you life skills come from there your teacher you carry with you life long so when i ask you very simply what is your learning from school you will say learning from school is a relationship learning from school is what my teacher did and i followed my teacher that's the learning from school i hope that helps anurag absolutely and you know i have always said you know I've, that i learned a lot from my parents and i keep saying home is the best school uh, what you see around you you pick up you learn second thing you rightly said you learn from everyone you come in contact whether it's your colleagues whether it's your teachers whether it's your peers in the classmates in the class you learn from books you learn from movies you learn from your outings so you know learning is a process that happens you rightly said through social interaction through dynamics in relationships uh, through actual experiences so i think uh, that augurs well uh, for a physical school if at all there is some distinction like that and yes there will be online tools that will supplement the Uh, real life experiences you know because there is an efficiency in that uh, let me ask you the national education policy was announced 4 months back in its spirit and in its construct it is very very progressive it is comprehensive when it comes to implementing it what do you think should be prioritized very simple teachers first i, I say love that, that you're among the very few people who said a lot of people have said technology first no no teachers first, very first. simple 
I am of a firm believer that schools can only transform when we have hashtag happy teachers. When I sleep finally in life on my grave or on my epitaph stone, please write down hashtag happy teachers or a happy teacher slept here. You know, that's the only, that's the most important part of a school, happy teachers. So the new education policy is path breaking because never has a policy before said that we need to put the spotlight on teachers. And if you look at the policy, there are 250 pages and actually I've read it, I read the drafts, I wrote various suggestions. I don't know if the ministers ever opened my email. I did write a lot. I even sent our good school model, which we created. And I do see that what has come out of the policy does have three very clear deliverables. One, teachers first. Second, the child has to lead the learning, not the teacher. And third, the learning must happen in the environment which is most comfortable for the child. Because then only a child will learn. So when you're talking of multilingual association and the policy is to a large extent, liberal arts bent of mind, if I want to describe the policy that way. And that's the good part of the policy because it's actually organizing. See, this policy has done one good thing. They have taken the best ideas from all the countries. So if I look at Finland, if I look at Singapore, or if I look at America, I normally mention these three examples because they are unique and all three have given something to the policy. So whether I look at a vocation curriculum that is there in the policy, whether I look at learning beyond the classroom and extracurriculars and better learning environment, that is there in the policy. But all this will only happen when we have teachers first. And that to me is the most significant change this policy has said. You will say, you will debate that this policy won't work. Nothing will work, but what will work definitely is teachers first. If you look at what happens all over the country, and I read exhaustively every week, every state government today in its limited way, in its small way, is doing something for what they call teacher training. Now, you call it teacher training, but I'm calling it learning forward. So if teachers take their learning forward, the children will take their learning further. And when, when children take their learning further, every stakeholder will deliver to the requirements of the children. And that's why we are currently working very aggressively to build the biggest open school in the world. So what we feel that a school should not have a syllabus. You should be able to learn with anyone you like at your own pace, do what you want with your own resources. That's a school. Now that's a my good school. It sounds utopian, but please appreciate as every child's requirement is different. I say every day that a school does four things and I actually have it behind in my wall. There are four different children. So one child is very good in service. The child has a service bent of mind. The child knows how to give. The child appreciates giving his lunch. The child appreciates giving his pencil. The child is born with the spirit ki mujhe dunya ko dena hai. That's the first child. Second child, mujhe dunya se kuch lena hai. Main lunga kya hunar. Main gana sikhunga, dance karna sikhunga. Main skills lunga jo meri life mein mujhe aage le jayengi. Tisra bachcha hai, main sports khelunga. Main chhati phula ke aage chalunga. Aur chotha bachcha hai, main dimaag laga ke kaam karta raunga. Ye charo bachche jab school mein kathe kaam karenge, they will work together. And every child has the opportunity in a school to do service, skill, sport and study. Now that is the how of a successful school. I don't service, want to name any school. Service, skill, sport and study. 
absolutely a school has to offer these four things and that's why at the book also we say service skill sport and study we do whole we've done a whole chapter and the book actually ends up with an epilogue my good school banega we will make a my good school for the world and that's the digital school which we are creating which every school can use as a curriculum and a whole uh, the whole idea was that whatever work we have done in the last 30 years we should put it in a repository in a foundation so that school transformation is easily accessible to everyone across the world and that's where we are going with what we call the learning forward india foundation i like that learning forward see again uh, as you know that le- learning is a lifelong process uh, you got to be curious uh, and you got to be open uh, for knowledge to come in my last question to you is uh, a lot has changed in the last 10 months right and a lot has changed uh, for good or bad time will tell of course the loss of lives was very bad the loss of livelihoods was also very bad o- only positive was that we were able to reflect and do the best from where where whatever position we could now going forward if you had to make uh, two three predictions for the education ecosystem what would those be yeah very simple going forward focus has to shift in schools on teachers away from children mm. that is the first going forward second the children have to have an environment where they can pursue their skills their passion what they love doing that's the second thing and third all stakeholders have to be involved if you look at last one year it's actually done irreparable loss to stakeholder relationships the teachers have formed an association parents have formed an association schools have formed an association the government has own point of view so what we need now to go forward is how do we build this relationship so three things we'll need teachers first an environment for children to do what they want to their best and third strong relationship with stakeholders the relationship with stakeholders is perhaps not looked at as strongly in the education policy it's the only one area where i thought it does mention about the rte act it does mention about strengthening what we call the school management committees but it only gives lip service to that if you go back to the 2008 rte act when kapil sibal was the education minister when they wrote actually the model act which they sent to all the states and the states have used virtually 75 to 80% of it but again they have not been able to have the school management committee lead the school or understand the requirements of a school because school management committee alone can build this fractured relationship which we have at the moment parents can't pay the fees they don't want to pay the fees they would not like to pay the fees this is the question all we are talking of but children would like to learn teachers would like to teach so how all this will come across it only boils down to relationship 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 beautiful if you look at school it's an acronym for relationship that's about it school is the ultimate relationship is the temple of relationship for us beautiful i like that one collaboration has to come between each stakeholder second is relationships matter and you know one needs to create an enabling framework which encourages relationships uh, so thank you mr dat for talking to us it's been fascinating to talk talking to you and you reinforce 
uh, what a school should be what a good school should be what a my good school should be and really use it as a metaphor for growth because you know learning leads to growth and growth leads to contribution it leads to impact so we wish you impact and your four s's um, are a beautiful framework to be able to look at the whole education ecosystem so for those of you who missed this conversation can watch it on the youtube channel of bw business world and bw education and read it in the next issue of bw education plus have the transcript uh, on the bweducation.com website so i'd like to thank you mr sandeep that for doing what you do for writing this book and talking to bw education thank you once again and we wish you and the book all the best and i look forward to meeting you face to face soon uh, and all the good luck for the the fab india school that you nurtured made become a uh, kind of model for other schools to follow uh, you talked about inquiry based learning i think that augurs well for the kind of young minds we prepared they have a sense of inquiry they have a sense of wonder they have a sense of curiosity i think they'll be better learners so thank you once again